Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Erin Andrews grew up in Tampa, Florida and had her high school peers signing her yearbook with See You on ESPN. Since then, Erin's sports broadcasting career took off. Erin's covered the NHL and college football for ESPN and can now be seen covering some of the biggest NFL games with Fox. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Erin Andrews recalls the most interesting sports figure she has met, how she was able to break through in the sports industry, and her thoughts on expanding her family. Hey, Aaron, how are you? Good, what's up? I'm sorry, I was reading about this monster trade that San Francisco and Dallas, or the Dolphins just did, so I was, like, checking it out. Oh, I missed it. Who, who Did they trade quarterbacks, or who would they trade? No, so the Dolphins just traded the number three pick to the 49ers, which gives me goosebumps, because that starts thinking, okay, it's a quarterback, it's a quarterback situation, you know? So it's like, excuse my friend, is starting to happen. So it's just fun. You know, I love this stuff. Would you give up on Garoppolo already? Because it's so interesting. You remember when Garoppolo went there, he wins his first five games, he gets injured. They go into the tank. He comes back out. He's killing it. They're in the Super Bowl. They're like 10 minutes left. They're up. It looks like Kyle Shanahan's a freaking genius. And then all of a sudden, your boy Mahomes just like literally just just like eats their liver like Hannibal Lecter style. And, you know. Guess who was working that sideline and had to do the losing coach at the end of the game? Oh, oh. I felt so bad for Kyle. I love Kyle so much. And John is a great person and he's a dear friend. But um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I, I'm still shocked that Belichick didn't get make a play for him. You know, I really, really thought he was going to go back to New England. I guess there's still time. I don't know. Who knows? All right. What is your take on this Belichick Brady thing? Because you know, Aaron, you know if you are Tom Brady, who's in your hometown right now, Tampa, you know you're like, yeah. yep, it was always me. And you know your boy Belichick cannot <laughs> be feeling good. Do you think Belichick gets a second life here? Like, do they go to the playoffs? Do they end up 11-5? and five? 
12 and 4, or is like this going to be Belichick's last year in New England, which I know nobody else is saying besides me. But do you think that this is oh, wow. his last year in New England? I did check Twitter. I was like, last year in New England? No. I. If there's one person I'm not worried about, it's Bill Belichick. I mean, that they were so dynamic together, and obviously we saw what Tom could do by himself. But heck no. I mean, I come from – I'm a Florida Gator, and I love me some Nick Saban big time. I mean, I have said vocally I am going to pass off my newborn child to Nick Saban. And Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick are basically cut from the same cloth. So, no. I, I Coach Belichick and the Kraft family are going to be just fine. Last year, I can't even – I feel like that almost like – what is it? Like just woke up the lion and pissed him off even more, you know? Are you? How do you think about his quarterback situation right now? And I know it's not over, as you said. There are a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. There's still a lot of things and sure. pieces that could move. But are you okay with Cam there for another year? Do you think they've got to make another move before the season starts? Listen, I mean, again, I I just report on what I see out of games and, and you know, report on what we talk to the coaches and the players about. Do I, should I be giving advice to Coach Belichick or analyzing that? Absolutely not. I trust that guy. He knows talent. He knows what he's looking for. Also, by the way, it's like, you know, trying to come in and learn a new system. That was a totally new system for Cam. New world. Also, crazy year, by the way. I mean, that's why I think when you look at what Tom did in a COVID year, no training camp. Tom really had to, you know, learn a new offense and try to, except for Gronk, had to kind of adapt to everybody else. So that's really, really hard to do. And seeing Cam do it, I mean, Cam was having success um, the first part of the year. So I, again, I first year, you're with Coach Belichick, you're fine. I mean, I, I really do. I would trust him, absolutely. What do you know about Tom? Because what I'm blown away by is that here's a guy who physically, if you just looked at everyone, you wouldn't say, this is like LeBron. <laughs> you're like, when you look at LeBron, you're like, there's distinctive physical gifts here that probably are going to separate him. And so when I look at Tom, right. I don't see that. And then he's been in the league so long, and it just blows my mind when I think of someone who basically is going to the Super Bowl every other year, and on top of that is winning 7 out of 10 and a, like, big team sport. It's not even like Jordan where they are, like, five guys on the court at a time. No. There's, like, lots of variables that can impact whether or not you win. So why do you think it is that, that he wins so much? Like, why is he successful? Because you get to see more of it up close than most of us do. Why do you think he wins so much? I mean, so many reasons. And I, you know, I admired Tom way before this year. But after seeing what he was able to do this year, I just – let me tell you something. That Super Bowl, I talked to my girlfriend about it, and I watched it with my husband probably for four hours afterwards. The next day, I was in my jammies all day long and watched highlights of it because I, I when you brought up Jordan, I said to my girlfriend and my husband, I wasn't fortunate enough to cover Michael. I wish I had. That was my dream world during NBA. That's when I fell in love with sports. But Tom right now is my Michael Jordan. He is my opportunity to be a part of this and cover it. And he has been so wonderful to myself and my crew. What separates him, I think, is, first of all, he is competitive as hell. I mean, I know Tom from, um, and, you know, personally, uh, we have spent some time together in the summer out in Montana. And if it's a kickball tournament, if it's my husband golfing with him, he wants to kick your ass. 
And it doesn't matter if there are kids involved. And I'm not saying he's making the kids cry, but he is like, we are going to win. I, I had to pitch on his kickball team last summer and I was sweating bullets. I mean, I, I, I did better when he wasn't there because he wouldn't want me on his team, like, you know, for the Bucks because I can't handle it. I can't handle the pressure of like playing with him or being coached by him. He's just so intense. And then what I hear from Troy Aikman about Tom in terms of the quarterback world is he's just smart, you know, and like you mentioned, LeBron and, and you know, his body and, you know, physical and, and traits and all that. Yes, Tom doesn't have that, although he's in great shape. He really is. And, he, and he's so disciplined in terms of what he eats, what he drinks. Um, proud of him for that avocado tequila was like, yes, Tom, you're human. But he is. He's so disciplined in how he takes care of his body. And I was listening to his teammate, Levante David, uh, do an interview the other day. And he just said, you know, that's one thing I would tell my younger self. This is your moneymaker. This is your machine. Staying out till one or two in the morning and putting the crap that we put in it is not going to help you perform better. And Tom is so serious about it. He is. And I've been to the TB12 facilities. I'm friends with his trainer, Alex Guerrero. They are all business. And it's something when you have the entire, you know, Patriots team was doing it when he was there. The Bucks are doing it. I know the Tampa Bay Lightning who are playing well and trying to defend that Stanley Cup are doing it as well. And it's something to see. Um, the one thing I'll say about Tom, and, and this was something that Aikman and I really talked about on our way home from Green Bay, the NFC Championship. You had a team, and I know Bruce Arians said this, that was missing a piece. But all year long, they were answering questions. Bruce Arians, you know, Levante David, all the guys were answering questions about Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And that can wear on some guys. You know, it's like, come on, we got to talk about this guy again. What about me? Our defense is playing awesome. We've got the sacks, you know, Shaq Barrett. I've sacked Aaron Rodgers this many times. But when we saw the NFC Championship and Bruce Arians, I think it was the second question he answered about Tom. He just said, we had it, but we were missing that one piece. Every single guy on that team just gave credit to him. Again, that's a huge credit to Tom and him coming in and making everyone feel a part of it. Because you know from seeing other teams, if there's one guy that's getting too much attention and the other team doesn't buy in, it's like, come on. But they all bought in. And that just shows what a guy he is in the locker room and talk about that because one of there's so many interesting dynamics Aaron that you have access to and for example I'm blown mm -hmm. away by the fact that we have so many coaches who themselves never played right or they never played at a professional level and like how do you command yeah. that level of respect how do you tell Tom Brady Mr. Andover um, Bill Belichick how do you tell Tom Brady what to do when Tom Brady says hey dude like I was the one at Michigan. I'm the one here in the NFL. And then I also think about the other kind of locker room dynamics when you're not the biggest, strongest. And I remember the Eagles with T.O. and Hugh Douglas and mm -hmm. others and getting into fights in the locker room, what have you. So how does a guy like Tom, because you remember Geno Smith from the New York Jets, and I know I'm bouncing around a little bit yes. here. But how does this person who may not be physically the most intimidating – or sometimes it's a coach who may not even have played, you know. Uh, how do those kind of people end up still, you know, being the drivers of the team and being the people who set the plate? Don't you get pushback from the other guys who are like, wait, I was at SC, I was at Alabama, I was at Ohio State, I'm in the league, like, you're not. Why yeah. are you 
trying to uh, trying to lead from the front when in fact, you know, maybe I'm the guy. Do you ever see that kind of dynamic? Yeah. How do those guys who don't have that blue chip caliber background, how do they lead either as a coach or as a quarterback? You know, and I even think of like a Julian Edelman who went to a small school or, oh my gosh, like a Gronk, you know, well, Arizona, but it, it's not like a football powerhouse, you know, um, I, I think a lot of it just has to do with are you a team guy? And, um, you know, that was something I remember it, with the Patriots that when Gronk left, uh, Tom had brought up, like, thank goodness for a Julian Edelman kind of just being like, hey, guys, this is Tom Brady. You can kind of cut up with him. You can have fun with him. You can joke around with him. Because as Tom said, you know, they were bringing in younger guys and they were like, hello, Mr. Brady. And he's like, come on, I like to have fun. I like to have a good time. But he needed other guys to do that. I, that doesn't even answer your question. But I think what it is, is like, yeah, you can see superstars or guys that aren't, you know, even that big of superstars. It's just like being involved in the team. And, and I like, you hear all the time from some coaches, if a guy's on offense, he's right there when the defense is out there being like, boys, come on, let's go. We need you. Or, you know, if, if the offense screws up, they come back and tell the defense, our bad, our bad, you know, like we'll, we'll help you out next time. I think just, you know, being one of the guys and just really just being a part of the team, that's, that's what you see separates a lot of players and their relationships. When you have guys that are out there and look, my husband, was a fourth line center on a two-time Stanley Cup winning team and I know guys loved playing with him because he just always busted his on the ice and he would do anything just to help out the first and the second line guys. So tell me about from all of your time and I know football is where you spent most of your time recently but before that (laughs) I know that you did other sports as well. Who are two or three of the most interesting people you've met in sports? And I'm purposefully making it wide open, Aaron, so not to limit you, just because I feel like you've been fortunate enough to meet so many interesting people. But, like, who are two or three of the most interesting that when you're sitting back with your girlfriends or with your husband, you're like, you know, here are two or three of the most interesting people I've met along the way. Who's on that list for you? Gosh, that's so hard. I mean, I definitely would have to say, you know, Tom will be one that I tell my kids about and just what an honor this was and just seeing him work and what we saw this past year and going to another team. Um, You know, I'm trying to think of maybe baseball. Jeter was always phenomenal to me and always great. And I think that's an example of just a team guy. He was just always so wonderful with everyone around him. And you could just tell why he was the captain. He just, the way he carried himself, the way people looked at him, the way reporters reacted to him, the way he was great with guys that just got called up. Um, There was just always this presence about number two, and this is coming from a Boston Red Sox raised child. So there was just always something really, really different about Jeter. And and yeah, you can just tell why people talk about guys like him. Um, I'm trying to think who else, you know, Coach K, I I worked a lot of Duke Carolina games when I was at ESPN. Coach K as well. I, you know, I talked to guys like that when I was making the move from ESPN to Fox. I wanted their opinion. I asked Coach K advice. I just said, do you think, you know, I never picked up a basketball a day in my life. And when I did, it's an embarrassment. But Coach K is a businessman. He knows about making moves. He knows about, you know, hitting guys at the right time to make them perform. And I, I actually asked him, I don't know, I think it was at, at Final Four, and I just said, Coach, you know, I think I'm going to move on to Fox. I'd like to try to do NFL. I think this is where I could grow and get better. And he gave me great advice, and I was like, holy crap, I just got advice from Coach K, and I'm not even a point guard. Um 
So, you know, people like that. Uh, I've been around a lot of great college football coaches as well, which has been awesome to see. You know, Pete Carroll, we're talking about the oldest guy in the NFL here. I covered him when he was at USC, and he's running up and down the sidelines as quick as linebackers are. I mean, this guy doesn't age, and he's, you know, the biggest rah-rah guy out there, and, and guys love playing for him, a Jamal Adams or a Carlos Dunlap that just came to this team. So, uh, yeah, just, God, the list could go on. On and on. Now, have you ever been intimidated? Uh, and if so, who who have you been intimidated by? Well, Coach Belichick, I'm 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 still very intimidated by him. I will say, you know, I love being around him. He's great in meetings. I love watching him. Um, just talk to Joe and Troy and myself. It, it's cool the inside, you know, look that we get into his life and coaching and into his team. I mean. You're just, you feel like you're sitting with royalty. You're like, oh my God, this is, um, you, I, right away I call my dad right after. I'm like, dad, this is amazing. Um, but I, we do a lot of NFC games and obviously we were with New England um, once a year when Tom was there. Um, but we don't get to know them as well as we know a Sean Payton or a Mike McCarthy or a Sean McVay. So um, my relationship with him isn't as strong and I'm looking forward to, you know, covering them a lot more. But Nick Saban, I mean, I cover college ba- uh, football forever. That was my first, you know, sport I covered when I got to ESPN. And (laughs) I was so intimidated by him. I used to stand as far away as possible with my long arms because he's just all business. He's serious. He's a lot like a coach Belichick. And I just was always like, he hates me. He hates me. He hates me. And the PR guys at Alabama are awesome. And they would say, no, he doesn't. This is just coach Saban. Well, then, you know, I got farther and farther removed from graduating from the University of Florida. You got to see other places like University of Texas, USC, Alabama, LSU, and you're like, there's life outside of the college I went to. These programs are legit. And, you know, Coach Saban is a winner. I mean, I've tried to say to my husband, first child we have, his middle name's either going to be Saban or our, our next dog is going to be Saban. I'm just, I'm obsessed with how he trains these guys, how disciplined they are. You go to his school, you're going to win a national championship. You're going to win a Heisman. You're going to go play in the league. So I just became a huge fan covering him. And then one day I sat down with him and I just wasn't, I, I just was, had to tell him, I said, I'm going to tell you right now, I am so into the way you have this thing all buttoned up. I said, my firstborn, I'm handing him over to you like Lion King, circle of life. You're going to take him and he's going to come out well-disciplined, win a, win a natty and uh, go on to the league. And he just looked at me and he's like, you are nuts. And he didn't say it, but I know he thought it, but I love Coach Saban. I, I just... That's history that we're watching. It's unbelievable. And and even what they just did this past year during COVID, that team coming back, it was, I've never seen him smile that much after winning a national championship. And even watching their pro day yesterday or the day before, it was like, wow, these kids are just different coming from there. They are just a different breed. And that's all because of him. And, And when you say different, why? Do you think they come in there? They used to say about Harvard that the kids who came there that Harvard was cheating a little bit because they were getting the most talented academic kids and (sighs) taking credit on the other side for having made them when the Mm -hmm. kids already were talented when they got there. Is Saban doing the same thing? Is he just getting the most talented kids and they were inevitably going to be pros whether they went to Ohio State or whether they went to Auburn or whether they went to USC and he's just getting to take credit or is he doing something special to a Najee Harris or to, 
you know, to a Mac Jones or whomever. Yeah. I definitely think he has his pick of the litter, which is nice. Um, I think he also has, you have the backup, you have the third string that are ready to roll in there. If you can't get the job done, if you're not going to follow by his rules and the way he does it and listen and adhere to his coaching, We'll have somebody step up for you. If you're going to break the rules, if you're not going to go to class, if you're not going to work out the way they want you to work out, we got second string in and they'll be just fine. And I think that's intimidating enough. You know, can you imagine every single day having to look over your shoulder and be like, I mean, Alvin Kamara left Alabama. I mean, Alvin Kamara is a stud. It's just crazy. The product that, and and I, you know, he admittedly said I wasn't taking it seriously and they were not going to play me because I had some things to work on next person in line. I mean, you forget things like that. So yeah, I I think he definitely has a pick of his litter, but but I also think it's his coaching and what he expects from people. You know that when you go there, you can't slack off. And if you do, bye. You know, it's so interesting that you said that I worked at Goldman Sachs early in my career, and one of the senior guys oh, wow. said that to me at the time. He said, the thing about here is he said, there's so many talented people that they don't have to uh, handhold you. If it you don't work out, it doesn't really matter because there's another A player right behind you and behind that person, behind that person. Yeah. And that's an interesting dynamic uh, there too. The other thing that guy said was that um, – they do particularly good at attracting talented, insecure people so that you work extra hard. And I wonder whether with Saban or any of those guys, whether there's some of that dynamic too, whereas people want to, you know what I mean? He has the moms dialed in. I mean, if if I'm a mom and he walks into my my living room and talks to me about my, I mean, I've I've already told him he's going to have my unborn children. Imagine like women with real children. I'd be like, where do I sign? You know, he's got the moms. So I also adore his wife, Miss Terry. I haven't seen her in years because I haven't been able, obviously, to cover college in years. But um, she, there's no qualms about it. She runs that show, and I love her for it. She's the best. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 
think, and I realize that this is a question that you could blow off, but I really mean this not as much for asking yeah. you, but I mean this for people who are watching and who may want to gather from it. Why do you think you've done so well? Like, if you look back on your life and you do a a football life on your on your life, or you do a thirty for thirty on Aaron Andrews, like like why did you break through? Why did you do well? Well, I mean, I think you could say the obvious answer, and I always heard this from Leslie Visser: our 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 gender, you know, got us in the door, but how hard we work kept us there. Um, and I always really appreciated that to her. Yeah, I'll say that. I, I'm sure being a female who loves sports helped me, but. It, there was also that target on your back. There always has been that, all right, you know, you would have local media writing things about you, national media writing things about you. How well could you shake things off that happened to you? You know, um, I honestly think you just asked me three questions about the NFL and I just went off on a 35 minute tangent. I mean, your producers probably were like, cut her. This is too much. I love sports so much. I love learning about these guys. I love, you know, becoming friends with them and just hearing the behind the scenes stories about what makes them tick. Um, I love seeing videos, the mic'd up stuff on the field during Super Bowl or during, you know, NFC playoffs and things like that. I, I can sit all day in my house and just watch it and learn from it and read the books. And I think that obviously translates to the people that, you know, are, are interested in what I have to say. I, I know I work hard. I really do. Um, you know, I, I just got off a call, you know, about this with my clothing line and we were talking about accessories. Like, I mean, we're talking little things about scarves and beanies and I'm ready to jump through, you know, the, the house right now. I just, my mind is always going, I want to be better. I know I can be better. Um, you know, at 42 years old, I kind of thought I'd be retired and getting ready to have a family, but there's just so much I want to do. There's so much I know I need to fine tune about being a sideline reporter. My girlfriend said it, you know, to me perfectly. She always says it to me, my God, how long are you going to keep traveling and being on the road and, you know, having your suitcase with you? And I'm like, if I, in the next few years, don't get to work the NFC championship game or I'm home as much as I complain on a Thanksgiving, I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to be crying. It's where I want to be and it's, you know, the happiest that I am. So until I stop having the shakes or, you know, like being so nervous before my very first hit on air, then I know I don't need, you know, to be on television anymore. I think those are the reasons why I've done well or maybe, you know kicked in a few doors along the way. It, it's just my passion for it. it. It's organic. If it wasn't, it'd be such hard work. It is hard work, but it'd be harder. But I love it so much. And if I had met you in high school, would you have told me that you wanted to be a sports reporter? Would, would you have told me that? It's what people were signing my yearbook with. See you on ESPN. No. I was telling everybody. Yeah, I was telling everybody. I told my dad at I, whenever Hannah Storm was working for NBC and doing NBA on NBC and I realized Charles Barkley and I needed to be best friends um, and, you know, she was doing a sit down with him and he was probably giving it to her and she was laughing. Um, I just said to my dad, dad, I want to do this for a living. And he, my dad, who is also on television forever, said to me, Aaron, everybody wants to do this for a living. And um, I just I knew I, they're really as lame as it sounds. There wasn't an option like plan B. There just wasn't. I kind of just always thought, well, this is the way it's going to go. That is so interesting. I was just talking to Walker Bueller of, of the Dodgers, and I was asking him yeah. what his dreams were, and he said, I never had a dream. I had a plan. And that was interesting yeah. to kind of hear that kind of perspective. That's so good. Um, Eric, what's the best advice you've gotten on dreaming fearlessly? Because 
again, I love that, that people were signing your yearbook, but you know so many people's dreams don't actually materialize, unfortunately, that they don't materialize. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the best advice you've either gotten or given about not only dreaming fearlessly, but like bringing those dreams brightly alive? I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, I just, you've got to love it. First of all, I remember a college at my favorite college professor, and this was the guy when you go to school, you hear the rumors of who you hope you don't get when you open it up that day and see, oh no, I got him. And I got him. And he, I think was like telecommunications 101, Dr. Sid Packer at university of Florida. And everybody's like, oh boy, this is a bad one. We sat in there and he said, if you don't love it, get out. If you don't want to make, you know, less than 30,000 a year, your first time on air, get out. If you're, if you're not ready to be divorced at least once or twice, get out. If you don't want to stay in shape and have a, he just was really, really honest. And I'm a media baby. I grew up with my dad on the six o'clock and 11 o'clock news. I knew my dad wasn't home sometimes on, you know, the holidays. I knew my dad, if there was a hurricane, we wouldn't see him for four to five days. Like I, I just kind of knew the reality and I love that he didn't candy coat it. So I think, you know, the whole thing about you have to love it. And that's so true in my life. I worked Christmas and Thanksgiving this year during COVID. I didn't see my parents at all, like many people. I was flying on commercial flights four times a week and staying in hotels, so afraid I was going to get this thing. But I was like, I'm not missing a football game. Like, I love my job so much. We are a distraction for the country. Let's go. Um, so that's a big thing, you know, and unfortunately in my life and your life and a lot of people in the public eye, social media, what people say about you. Um, I remember the first time I, I started in the industry with the NHL and I was on a I was on a charter with the team I was covering, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's when blogs were kind of happening. They were bigger than, you know, the social media sites. It was like the fan blogs. And they were all talking about how my voice was so bad and how my nose looked like a bird. And I, you know, and I went up to the head coach. I had a great relationship with him, and he's notorious for being really hard-headed. John Tortorella, very stubborn. We'll say it like it is. That was my first coach that I worked for, and he guided me. Um, he just, you know, he said, you know what? Toughen up. You got to have thick skin. You give a crap what they think about. No, I am cleaning this up. Obviously, he's like, have thick skin. Um, he also taught me, I'll say this, to ask the hard questions in front in front of older male-dominated media. I was at those practices every single day. Yeah, was I green as anything covering the NHL? Absolutely. But I noticed one day a player wasn't present. And for some reason, everybody was afraid to bring it up. So I just raised my hand and I said, Torts, why was so-and-so not at the pregame skate? And he looked it around and he goes, you know what, Aaron? Good effing question. And I was like, yeah, like in front of the boys, you know? So... Um, yeah, (laughs) you got to love it. You got to ask the hard questions. You have to have thick skin and you got to study. I mean, I didn't have, you know, I don't have the Troy Aikman Super Bowl rings. I didn't play for UCLA. I, I don't, I don't fit in, in terms of that. I will never see what those guys see on the field or know what it's like to play, but damn it. I know what those guys tell me, you know, you know, in the meetings, I know what I read. I know what the feel should be on, you know, the sidelines. So I feel like I belong in that way too. And just like Michael Strahan, he says it all the time. 
you know, work like you're broke, hustle like you're broke. And I do. I, it's just, I never sit down and it has nothing to do with money. It's just always wanting to prove myself and prove that I belong. You know what? Uh, Strahan has, is such a wise person. I mean, because he's got such a wonderful smile he and is. such a nice way about him, it would be easy not to appreciate that. But I've now heard three or four like really profound things that like stay with you that he says, and he says them yeah. simply. But but they are they are smart. He was blessed in this life with a good dad. He's got a very good dad. He was yes. blessed with a, with a very good dad like you. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that he's in a fundamentally different place because of that, which is uh, which is a truth. Yes. Um, Aaron, tell me a little bit yeah. if you don't mind. We talk about love on this show a lot, and obviously you met mm-hmm. Jared, and um, and 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 that's a beautiful thing, or at least from the outside, it appears like it's a beautiful thing, but. What was dating like for you, as you said, being in the boys' club, uh, uh, being on the mm-hmm. road all the time? I, I can imagine in some ways maybe it was magical because you were getting to meet so many good and interesting people, but maybe not. I don't know. W- what was it yeah. like? Um, well, Strahan actually set me up with my husband, so that's funny. I mean, not only is the guy you know doing everything in the world, he's also a great matchmaker too. So except you know, if my husband's being a pain in the ass, then I'll text Stray and say, thanks, Stray, appreciate it, you know? Um, no, he's, he's great. What was dating like, you know, full disclosure, I was, I hit a growth spurt very, very young third grade. I shot up. My nickname was Minute for Minute Bowl. I mean, I was wearing elastic jeans, elastic pants, just anything to keep on my small frame. My mother said all the time as I was growing up, enjoy this now because it's not going to be like this forever. I never believed her. I would die to be wearing elastic jeans again. I had a really low self-esteem growing up because I looked so different. I was taller than the boys. I was way taller than the girls. I was super skinny. Um, So I didn't feel like I really belonged with the girls. I kind of hung towards the guys and talked to them about the Boston Celtics and how much I loved Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And um, so in terms of dating boys and even when I went to college and stuff, I was more of like such a tomboy because that's where I felt comfortable. I still felt like you know, minute and a little awkward and skinny. Um, yes. Once I got to ESPN, um, you know, it was like, okay, you were, you know, get asked out and some would be really interesting. And some you would be like, dad, listen to this. And my dad's like, you can't do that. He plays for the wrong, you know, the team we hate. Um, so that was always kind of fun, but yeah, you know, it's interesting. And, and I used to be so worried about this and I used to be so worried about this kind of perception. A lot of people date where they work, right? I mean, it's just the people you're around. I tried dating guys that had nothing to do with sports or nothing to do with my world. It was really hard because people just couldn't relate to my schedule. They didn't understand why after games, you as a crew would go out and go get a bunch of drinks to kind of blow off some steam. You know, they don't understand why you can't make it to so-and-so's wedding. Well, the reason why I can't make it to so-and-so's wedding is who gets married the weekend Alabama LSU are playing? That's their fault, not mine. I'm covering it. You know, we're going to Tuscaloosa, baby. So a lot of people, like, they just don't understand that world. And I and I obviously love 
my job so much and wanted to do such a good job. So um, that was hard. And then, you know, if you were seen talking to an athlete or maybe, you know, it was like in your 20s, 30s, better not do that because you're not going to be taken seriously. And to some degree, I feel that is true. You have to be careful, you know, doing the same thing. But luckily, that it worked out okay for me. I um, wasn't covering the NHL anymore. Um, you know, Michael Strahan had texted me during the World Series when I was working at Fox and said, I got this guy that's asking for your info. He's a friend of mine. I golf with him. I play basketball with him. What do you think? And I looked at him and I was like, I don't know, whatever. And then, yeah, I mean, it worked out, but I, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's hard because you are in the public eye, you know, obviously before I met your husband, you don't want there to be preconceived notions, but it's like a lot of people work where they, you know, a lot of people date where they work. So you do have to be careful. And I guess that's one thing I, I would give advice to young women in the industry. You just have to be smart about it and careful. Fortunately, there's a lot of people that are going to make some, you know, uh, develop some opinions about you and, oh, you know, you know, she's, hanging out with so-and-so and then she's covering him the next day, that could be pretty hard. So you have to be very careful and well-educated, I guess, about the decision. But it was fun sometimes to tell my dad who I was getting notes from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the best advice you've ever gotten about being married? Oh, gosh. We just got it this summer in quarantine. Um Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What was it? Was it? Well, first of all, communication. Do you just have to communicate? And that's, you would think somebody who does that for a living would be able to do that with their husband, but communicate. Um, the other thing was they said, uh, we were looking at other families and who we would like our family to maybe emulate. And this couple who had been married for like 40, 50 years had said, look at those couples and the way they've raised their families or, you know, brought their families together and maybe talk to them about it. Say, this is the quality I like about you guys. How did you guys do this? How did you go about that? And we've been doing that a lot lately. We have like three or four families. We really love how their kids hang out with them. We love how the mom and dad even make time to go to dinner a couple times during the week. They make sure they have date night. Um, yeah, we, we've really tried to, well, I'm very vocal about it. I'm like, so you're one of the couples we like to emulate. How do you do that? But I guess communication and, yeah, just I like to get insight from other people. It's like I'm almost interviewing them, you know? That, you know that's not a bad thing. And I love that you do that. And I'm yeah. totally with you in, in learning from people who at least seem to be doing it well. And especially if they will be honest mm -hmm. with you. Because, as you know, few things are simple. And, uh, and so I really appreciate people who will go there. Yeah. I know not everyone wants to, but I appreciate it when, when, when people uh, – when people do and when they uh, will. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. 
For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Would you talk a little bit about um, about having children and thinking about that? Because it's interesting mm-hmm. on this show, I've ended up having, whether it's been Gabrielle Union or Christy Turlington or others, yeah. I've ended up having a lot of interesting conversations with people, mainly women at this point, but a lot of interesting conversations about um, fertility, about having children, about putting all that yeah. together. Is that something that you have yep. been talking about a lot in your life? And is that something that, that you're coming to <clears> with, <throat> with joy, with anxiety? Where, where are you on that? Well, both. Um, first of all, I got married late, right? So I was probably, was I 38 when I got married? And, um, you know, I wasn't, it didn't work for me to have kids with my husband before we got married. That just wasn't really part of our plan. Um, so I kind of missed the boat of being, you know, young in my 30s and in my 20s and, and raising kids. Um, but that's okay with me. I don't think in my life and in my career, I was ready to do that. I, it just wasn't part of where, I think I was meant to be. Um, then you meet your person and you're really freaked out. Okay. I'm 38. I love my job. I love you. I love how we're able to make both of our careers work together. I know we want kids. How the hell are we going to do this? Even before I got married, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Um, and that was during a football season never really realized that cervical cancer would in fact affect my chances of getting pregnant. They don't really tell you that. Now they do tell you when you're diagnosed with it. I was, I have a wonderful oncologist. I love him so much. And he actually was very, very honest with my husband who then was my boyfriend at the time. We weren't even engaged yet. So he's dealing with all this heavy stuff. And he's like, listen, we think we can get this cancer out of her, but in case we don't, she may have to have a hysterectomy, meaning you guys need to go in. And if you're thinking about being together and you think about, or you're thinking about getting married, you may need to go in and start doing IVF and get some embryos in case we have to take out a reproductive system. Hello, that's not a conversation you have with your boyfriend. It kind of like, you know, puts everything. It's like, Hey, how's Green Bay's defense doing? You know, God. Um, anywho. So yeah, that was an intense couple of months in conversation, but I also appreciate it because he was having an honest conversation and, and my boyfriend, now my husband was like, let's just do it. What do we have to lose? Let's just, you know, get everything going. And just in case, luckily we did, I did have two surgeries, but they were able to help me out. Has it still affected my fertility? Yes, absolutely. Has that been hard? My God, it's been so hard. But I think again, the one thing I'll say is my husband has been so wonderful about it. It's like, what do we need to do? What, you know, where am I going today? What do we need to do? What doctor do we need to talk to? It's a lot of communication. And 
he really wants to have kids and I, I do too, but so we're just trying to be a good team and figure out the best possibility to do that. It's really, really hard, I'll say, to do it during football. I've tried snug, uh, smuggling in IVF needles into a big NFL game and looking at the clock when it's time to go and you look at your security and you're like, I got to go stab myself in a bathroom really fast. You mind taking me up? It's another level. My sweet, sweet security guard, V, who travels with me, he knows me so well. I forgot what game we were doing, and I my buzzer went off, and I said, V, and he's like, you got the stuff? And I was like, I got it. Let's go. Ran up the stairs, ran in, stabbed myself, ran out, and he goes, GZA, you're good at it. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. So, yeah, it, it becomes really interesting, but we are trying. It's hard, but um, I appreciate people like Gabrielle Union and all those women out there that have made the conversation more comfortable. My husband is very, very um, private, and a lot of times he'll just say, do you have to talk about things like that? I do, because it makes other women feel better, and it makes the struggle not seem as difficult, and it makes you feel like you're not alone. So those women, I'm actually really, really grateful that they've done that and allowed it. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's been a value to everyone, and I think often women start these mm -hmm. conversations, but men end up needing the conversations as much as women do. But it's it, but yes. in many cases, women are opening up space so that uh, we guys can follow in to have that. And I think that's I think there's a lot of value yes. uh, uh, to that, to people getting to a better place. Um, yes. Do you mind if I do a little rapid fire with you here? you mind if I hit you with a couple of quick things here? Let's go. All right. If you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would you have dinner with? Oh, boy. Dead or alive. And I know you said rapid. I want to go to dinner with Jordan. Can Larry Bird come too? Larry Bird can come too. That would be really interesting. I love that. I love that. Right. What's your best sport to play? You, Aaron Andrews, the athlete, what's her best sport? I, it, it was the, uh, what was it, the Power Pad, Nintendo, the track meet. Do you remember that? The Power Pad? I, I don't play sports. I just don't. I'm not a, I don't play sports, which is crazy and embarrassing. You know what? I'll take that back. It's kickball in the summer. I dominate on the mound. Do you know what? Kickball is a special sport. I love that sport growing up. I love that sport. Um, favorite place uh, Favorite place you've ever Airbnb'd? Have you ever done a, a great Airbnb anywhere? We haven't done an Airbnb. I've actually thought about that. No, we've never done it. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm no help to you. Now, where would you like to? If someone said, treat yourself, go do something magical, where would you Airbnb it? I would love right now to go somewhere and just absolutely lay in the sun with a lot of tequila. So I, Mexico is calling our name. We're in the middle of an NHL season here in LA, so uh, we can't really go anywhere. But yes, I think Mexico or Hawaii is calling my name right now. I would Airbnb all night long. I love it. I love it. I definitely miss it too. Your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time, God... This is so hard because it's such a wide spectrum. I'm a pretty woman girl. I'm a Dances with Wolves girl, which I know is so random, but our family loves it so much. And again, back to a Julia Roberts, I'm a Steel Magnolias girl. Or Va National Lampoon's Vacation. Who's your character in National Lampoon Vacation? Who did you love in National Lampoon's Vacation? Clark. He's my dad. My dad is Clark Griswold. <laughs> okay. That's not a bad dad to have. That's, that's a little bit of fun. Are you nope. more likely to win a karaoke contest or a dance contest? Dance. Dance contest or limbo contest? Ooh. Limbo. 
Limbo, interesting. I can get low, and I'm 5'10". That, that's not bad. Okay, okay. Um, top three NFL players of all time, all positions available, top three of all time. Aaron Andrews, not John Madden, Aaron Andrews, her top three of all time. Just favorites? No, you got you're telling me the best. You're telling me the best. This is oh, this is the all Andrews team. These are the top three, the all Andrews team. But that's so hard because I just love my favorites. Well, I'm gonna go with the GOAT. That's the easiest. I'm gonna go with Tom. Um but see then if I my dad was here because of our relationship, I would say after the GOAT would be Brett because I was raised on Brett Favre, and then after Brett would be Reggie, because I love Reggie White so much. Um, yeah, that's all that's all I'm gonna say. Cause Steve Andrews and Aaron Andrews are our, our players are our people. So those are our best of all time. Do you know what that's so funny that you say that? Cause I grew up in Miami and my dad and I are a tag team too. And so whenever I tell people who my favorite players are. It's inevitably who my dad and my favorite players were. So I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. All right, last couple questions here. Bart Starr too, yeah. You said Bart Starr. You said Angel. Yes. May he rest in peace. That, that was a lot of rings. I met him. I got to meet him. Oh, you know who I would have wanted to meet was Vince Lombardi. I wish I had. I wish I had been oh my around gosh. to have met Vince Lombardi. He's who I would have wanted to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Can I do my dinner over again? Can Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi come with Jordan and Larry Bird? What a dinner. That's a good and interesting group. Yeah. Oh, that's a good group. Do you you think today yeah. is, because I still think Jordan's the best athlete of all time. Maybe Jim Brown mm -hmm. and Ali are in there. But if, oh, Jordan, wow. if Jordan walked in a room and Tom Brady's in a room right now, and, and it's, it's at the ESPYs, who are who's got more people around them? Like like who among the athletic stars, who do they gravitate to even when they're all together? Like who who's the bigger draw? Is it is it LeBron? Is it Brady? Is it Jordan? Like who would they is it Tiger? I don't know. I think it would be Jordan, don't you think? I mean, I think Jordan and 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 TB would be kind of the same, but I feel like even Tom would go over to Jordan, you know, I, I texted him during, uh, when the docu-series came out, which by the way, was so unbelievable. I mean, I was just, it thank God that came out when it came out, but the playlist is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. The fashion, Larry making appearances in it. I was just the happiest person watching it. But I mean, I texted him and I just said, I'm dying to talk to you about this because obviously, you know, I couldn't imagine having access into a locker room when he's getting taped up or, you know, him punching somebody like Steve Kerr and it, it not be that big of a thing. Can you imagine if LeBron punched somebody in the face right now or Tom, it would be like, what the hell? And he just wrote, I love him. He goes, what a different time, you know, cause it was, just such a different time. Especially, I mean, we don't help. The media doesn't help at it. It's such a different time with the media, you know? Those guys can't do anything anymore. Which of the sports reporters or sports anchors or commentators do you admire the most? Like, who's on your Mount Rushmore of sports media? I would say the the men that I've worked with, I was so fortunate. Um, a college game day is where I cut my teeth, and what a place to cut your teeth. I mean, college game day is the mecca, and, and it's, you know, sports rolled into one. It's college football. It's love. It's religion. It's just fans. It's amazing. Um, Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler, I'm so grateful for their guidance and their friendship. Lee Corso as well. Um, and then I, you know, I did – 
Big Ten college basketball with Steve Lavin, who had just gotten fired from UCLA. I am in Big Ten country with him. He's trying to find his way in the broadcasting world. I'm 22 years old being like, what are we doing in Bloomington, Indiana? It's freezing. Um, You know, Brent Musburger was our play-by-play guy. We had unbelievable stories together. And then Rick Sutcliffe was wonderful for me because I had started baseball and I I knew the Boston Red Sox and I knew a lot of the big name guys, but he kind of would bring me into the Yankees clubhouse and say, look, this is Erin. She's cool. You can trust her. And that helped me a lot as well. But female-wise, you know, I mentioned Leslie. I watched Hannah a lot when she did NBA on NBC. Melissa Stark kind of was my end-all, be-all. I loved how she was young. It seemed like Madden really respected her. She she talks now about Madden texting her during games and asking her questions. Um, I was really intrigued. She has such a good relationship with Coach Belichick, and I actually asked Coach Belichick about that. What do you like about her? What does she do that you respect? Because I want to emulate somebody like that, you know, and she has great stories. She When she started, Brady and Belichick came into the league together. Well, not into the league together, but that's kind of when they started, and so she got to be around all of that and everything and kind of grow up with them so uh, yeah I really admire her as well uh last question for you uh for those folks who think they know everything about you and then some what would still surprise them what would surprise them to know about Aaron Andrews I recite Beavis and Butthead daily to my sister (laughs) I can do great impersonations of people um I do them all the time oh give me one give Um, me one give me one Oh God! Well, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want them to get mad at me. I'm trying to think who. I I don't know. Maybe if we were if this was Carlos after dark, you know, we were having a couple cocktails. I'd do it. Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think who I could do. Gosh, who could I do? I was doing one on the phone today, and my friend was dying. Um, I'm trying to think. What else would they not know about me? No, wait, no, no, no! I want the impression. Do Brady. Oh, no, I'm not going to do Brady. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. who. Else? Give me Gronkowski. Oh, I wish I could do Gronk's laugh. He's just like, I did an interview with him this year, and, you know, he finally he scored his first touchdown, and I was making fun of, you know, he, he told me that the couple days before that he was just going to spike the ball like a monster spike. And I was like, Gronk, come on. And he was like, yeah, no, I know. And then uh, I just said, well, you know, we miss you at Fox. We understand you had to come back. And he's like, uh, he was like, all right. And I was like, Gronk, thanks so much. And he's like, bye, coworker, bye, coworker. He's just, he's so sweet. That was a terrible one. I just wish I could do his laugh where he's like, <laughs> that's kind of it. That him and that clip with Brady where Brady's like, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> what a dream that guy is. I mean, I want to be on the planet Gronk's on. You know what? And I love the fact that his brothers have made it. And I love the fact that he still seems to mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I love the fact that he was seemed like he was one of Tom's first calls. Like I loved all of that. Yeah. Like Tom doing it. Tom almost was kind of like Al Davis, like just putting together the band. <laughs> you know what I mean? With uh, yeah. Antonio and him and uh, Fournette and the whole thing. He's like he um, it put cool. it together. Um, Aaron, thank you for all this time. What a treat! I I oh love gosh. sports. And I love getting to talk to someone who loves sports as much as uh, I do. So what a uh, what a treat. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. This was great. I guess I didn't realize how much you loved sports. Thank God you did. What would we have talked about? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Be safe. Take care. Bye. Bye, guys. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends to find us on the iHeart Podcast app or Apple Podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.